Well, good morning, not or noon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rodian Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Um, <clears throat> so we've got a lot to talk about. Um, cameos, cameos, cameos is all I can say about this last recent Mandalorian episode. Yeah, we've got, man. yeah, we've got, um, we've got Bad Batch season two to talk about since it's wrapped up, and we've got about three episodes of the Mandalorian to talk about. This is your first time checking us out. My name is Chase. I'm your host here on Rodian Radio, and I'm not alone. I'm with my good friend from Los Angeles, Mr. Danny Cruz. Hello, hello, everybody. How's it going? So, so we got some Star Wars news, a uh, little bit of news. We've got some today in Star Wars history. We're going to talk about the Bad Batch and talk about Mandalorian Season 3 and what to expect after Mandalorian as far as streaming services go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, with that being said, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump on into, uh, Star Wars news. All right. Um, so I did a little bit of digging here before the show. Um, all the Star Wars news right now, it's revolving around Mandalorian, Jack yeah. Black and Lizzo. That's literally <laughs> all the news I can find except for Star Wars celebration in, uh, London. Mm-hmm. Um, I am seeing a report that we may get our first look at the Ahsoka series trailer. Oh, um, and along with a few other projects that Lucasfilm is in development in, which is would be the Skeleton Crew. Um, that's another show Favreau is working on. Um, the Ahsoka series, of course, that's Filoni. Yeah. Um, any other shows that I'm forgetting? I can't think of what. Uh, unfortunately, Andor. The season two is on the... Yeah, nobody cares about that. Oh, you'd be surprised how many people care about that show. I I, I rephrase that. I'm glad they like it. Me and you don't care about that. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So um, that's uh, that's literally all the Star Wars news right now is just Lizzo and Jack Black. And uh, it's kind of disappointing. I would prefer there to be, you know, some Mm -hmm. sort of news, like a new video game in the works or something. Um. But that's all I'm seeing right now. Um, <clears throat> so, what do you think we're going to see at Star Wars Celebration? One, I am confident that we will be getting an Ahsoka trailer. We will be getting an exclusive look into the Skeleton Crow, as you were saying. But I do think they're going to do you some, think some, something related to the theme parks and... Because I think they just released like the lightsaber in Disney World. Maybe they'll bring that in to the convention. I'm not sure. But other than that, um, Hasbro. Do you think we're going to see an Indiana Jones 5 trailer? Yeah, we might get a final trailer. Honestly, yeah, I I wouldn't. Is it a story? Is it specifically a Star Wars or a Lucasfilm? It's specifically Star Wars, but with it being Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. I fully expect to see an Indiana Jones trailer. Oh yeah, they're like definitely. Like, I, because I, think I don't, I don't know. Me. I think I think me and you both have the same opinion on this. But Indiana Jones and Star Wars are literally the same in our books. I think so. It's just like one's on Earth, the other one's in space. Yep, and you got Harrison Ford in both of them. So mm-hmm. I only see like him, you know, as much as he's all right, he, he's fun in Star Wars. I, I'm always gonna know him for Indiana Jones, no matter what. Like it's it that's just the role he was born to play. And for, yeah, for and he's always gonna be Han Solo, but I think he fits the role of 
Indiana more than Han Solo. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, we got to think about it. Harrison Ford didn't get famous until after Star Wars, and he was already in his 30s by that time. Yeah, he was in his early 30s. And after Star Wars came out, you know, Harrison Ford was Lucasfilm's moneymaker. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And with you having Steven Spielberg, Lucas, working on Indiana Jones, Mm -hmm. um, I've heard it been called – I've heard Indiana Jones been labeled as the love letter from George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, Mm -hmm. two of probably the world's greatest filmmakers on one project, and you get Indiana Jones. I mean you you can't really beat that. You can't. You honestly you can't. I feel like – I feel like Indiana Jones. Well, I don't. I don't feel this way. I know this. Indiana Jones, as a franchise, could hold its own weight in any pop culture situation. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that definitely. Speaking of Indiana Jones, oh, we talk, oh, let's see, let's hear it. So the Hasbro figures, the adventure series that they released, mm-hmm. have been hitting targets. Oh yeah, they yeah. Awesome. So I walked into a Target the other day, and the only figure. That they had six six inch scale wise, um, for you collectors. That's uh, I believe that's one twelfth scale. Um, <clears throat> the only figure they had was Marion on the shelf, mm. and I was a little bit disappointed. And I, you know, I just I had a thought. You know, why don't I ask an employee? <laughs> it's, it's the uh, the light bulb went up, and yeah, I was like, why don't I just ask an employee if they've got any more in the back? Knowing my past experience with employees, I hardly ever ask because. You get these options right here. You'll ask them, and they'll say, no, we don't have it. You'll ask them, and they'll go back there and come back and say, no, I didn't find it because they didn't really look. Mm-hmm. They just and went there and came th- back. And, yeah, and three, you're going to get somebody who's actually honest about it and say, yeah, let me go look. I, it says that we have something in the back. I just so happened to look out that I've got the employee who is honest with me. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, I have something in the back. Let me go check it out. So he goes in the back. About three minutes later, he comes back out with two figures, one being um, Indy's friend from India. Um, so, I can't think of his name. Was it Sala? Yeah, Sala. Sala. That guy's from Egypt, name. not India. Egypt. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, it's been a while since I've watched Raiders. Oh, he, you have to. He got to play um, And so that was the one figure he had, and the other figure was Indiana Jones himself. Oh, wow. So I picked it up. Oh, man. They had one left, huh? They had one, and it was in the back of the store. So moral of the story is – Yeah, and the moral of the story is ask the employees. If it's not on the shelf, ask them if they have it in the back. Yeah. I I honestly, I recommend it too. And then, like, you know, all the worst – it's like the worst thing that can happen is that they say no or they don't have anything. So – but I, 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 yeah, I took a chance, and I will say I was very skeptical. So I, I found the Clone Commando Scorch at GameStop, uh-huh. and, and as we all know, it's in the the no bubble packaging. So I, you know, I'm already skeptical. Mm-hmm. Opening up the figures, wondering if it's going to look good, if it's even actually the figure that I bought. Right. And. So the Scorch, it, I mean, it looked good. It was Scorch. You know, I, I was I was happy with it. So I took a chance with the Indiana Jones. It's the same type of packaging, all cardboard, no oh. bubble. Um, and the figure actually doesn't look half bad. 
but it is very glossy and yeah. it does not look a hundred percent like Harrison Ford. Mm. Um, I feel like they used an old Han Solo sculpt. Oh no. What you think from like old black series or like, um, I would say, let me grab the figure here real quick. So looking at the figure, I would say they took the Bespin Han Solo face mm. sculpt and put a little scruff on him. Yeah. And- hat and called it Indiana Jones because I mean it's not bad but it definitely needs some work um it it's Hasbro I mean what what do you expect nothing great that's, that's nothing great. yeah the figure itself though I'm I believe this might be a whole new mold um, yes it is a yeah, figure I, that's that's what they were saying and and the good thing about this figure is he actually comes with three sets of hands Mm-hmm. A whip, a pistol, a bag, um, a folded whip to hook on his belt, and uh, the artifact that he found in the beginning of Raiders, the little monkey statue. So he's got a good bit of accessories. Let's see, he's got one, he's got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's got eleven accessories that come with him. Nice. And he's retail price, which is I believe about twenty five dollars. Somewhere around there, so he's he's the he's the retail price of a Black Series figure, but he comes with double the accessories. Hmm. So I had to, I had to let you guys know that that I found that figure. Um, dreams do come true, <laughs> but it is a very good figure, and the box is really good too. See, I like to keep I like to keep my boxes with the figures, and this box is really good. The artwork on this box is really good. Um. I'm I'm definitely I'm trying to keep this box in pristine shape, even though I've taken the figure out. Um, but it is it's a very beautiful box, and the Star Wars boxes are good too. It's just you have to take a chance with that because I know I'm going to end up buying a figure and I'm going to get it, and it's not even going to be the figure I ordered because somebody switched it out or something. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, check your local targets. Have you had any luck finding? I have not found any of Jones, and I've been to like many locations within like a 10, 15 mile radius. And uh, the most I saw was like Sala, and then like you know the Super Kitty stuff for like the the the, the, the Kenner toys. Yeah, nothing really too great. So yeah, that's why I, that was actually looking for Indiana Jones because like, you know that's one of my favorite. Oh yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking for the Kenner. Indiana Jones too, the oh, little man. three and three quarter figure. Uh, I wanted that six inch. That's yeah, it's it. it's. I definitely recommend the figure and a little bit of customization, and it'll look like Indiana Jones. Yeah. So right now, it kind of just looks like Han Solo wearing a hat. So. Mm. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, kudos to you, man. That that's a that's a rare gem because I think on the market's going for like fifty bucks on that thing. Yep. Yep. Um, but with that being said, I know we've got some more um, Hasbro releases. We got a Black Chrysanthemum release. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That actually looked pretty that decent. looked really good for a Black Chrysanthemum, a new Wookie mold too. Mm-hmm. I gotta see. I gotta see videos for it because I'm not fully convinced. Because you know how Hasbro is. Yeah. Photos look good, but the products maybe not. And if and it was a it it's it's not an exclusive. I did find it on Amazon today. Uh, it's still great. available for pre order, if I'm not mistaken. So, but it said the pre order release date was not until the end of this year. So I'm just gonna wait. Mm-hmm. No, I know, will have it before then. Yeah, I know I'll find it at like GameStop or something. 
Yeah, you'll find it. It's figures. Have you noticed that figures are now starting to be a little bit easier to find? Well, I think the reason for that is is you know Hasbro recently canceled a lot of pre-orders and cut pre-orders off completely. Yeah, I, remember I that. think I think with that action that they take, they've left the dist- the distribution up to retail stores, mm-hmm. and that's why you're being able to find more figures, especially at GameStops. GameStops are being stocked with Black Series figures right now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like before, you would you wouldn't even find any of those, you know? Yeah, I was actually surprised to find a Scourge, um, but they had two of them at, at my GameStop. <laughs> well, look at that, man! That's. But now I have fun. Delta Squad. Yeah, the whole Delta. Did you have you customized them yet? Have you made them? I have not. The gym because I know they're a little skinny. They are a little skinny. All they did was reuse Hunter. Yeah, and then Hunter's going for like 125 right now. Yeah, well, the Hunter, Crosshair, uh, Rex, all those figures, uh, mm. Asaz Adventures, you know, they canceled the production on them. So, right. of course, they're going to jack the price up. As usual, yeah. Yeah, but I still need the Bad Batch Rex to complete my Bad Batch set. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I just haven't really pulled the trigger on him yet. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of pulling the trigger, I actually pulled the trigger and bought the Empire Strikes Back Black Series Boba Fett helmet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember you showed me that. That, that was that yeah. Was it now it does look really good for uh-huh. a Hasbro product. Now I've never been disappointed with Hasbro helmets. Mm-hmm. This Boba Fett helmet looks really, really good. Yeah. You, Col- uh, the colors are almost perfect on it. You done any customizations on them or anything like that? Nope. It's just sitting on the shelf. It's just sitting on the shelf where it belongs. Yep, with all of my 50 other Boba Fett collectibles I've got. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to reiterate, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned sometime in the show, but Chase is a humongous Boba Fett fan. Nobody knows um, Yeah, I would say uh, one-third of my collection is just Boba Fett stuff. Yep. Anything Boba Fett, he's got. Yeah, l- let's just take a little quick uh, a little quick tour here. So I've got, I've got several Boba Fett figures still in the box that I've never opened. Um, mm-hmm. I've got um, two Slave. Mm-hmm. I've got a few Funko Pops. I've got... Th- a couple hot toy Boba Fett stuff. I've got a Boba Fett Funko cereal box. I have a uh, Boba Fett book of Boba Fett uh, vinyl record. I've never opened the <laughs> vinyl record. Yeah, I have. Um, I have. Uh, what do I have here? I have um, a Christmas ornament still in the box. Um, I have a bobblehead. I have a chalice, a Boba Fett chalice. All right. Um, I have a centerpiece Boba Fett. Um, what do I got? Let's see. I've got a couple model kits of Boba Fett. I've got some comic books of Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a Boba Fett jacket in here. Um, I just got a bunch of Boba Fett stuff. Got a Boba Fett wallet. <laughs> you got. You got to have the credit card. You got to get yeah. Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'm missing is uh, more Boba Fett. Exactly. You can't get more Boba Fett. Yep. Boba Fett is uh, top priority in my collecting list. So Let's see. I wouldn't, what, would, what would my top priority? Honestly, right now, we're on the McFarlane train, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I have to say about that. What's the best McFarlane figure you've got? McFarlane figure. 
Well, I would have to go with that Bane you got. Bane is one of the best I have. He's one of the, he's he's pretty detailed, but I would say my classic Doom McFarlane. That's Doom. the one I got. Yeah, and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, this is a Star Wars podcast, but we are firm believers in action figures and collectibles of all sorts. We so we're going to talk a little bit about what we what we have collecting outside of Star Wars. I do, but I would say, well, well I pre I told Chase right when I got it, I pre ordered the Batmobile from the McFarlane and Michael Keaton Batman, which are both sold out. So that's probably going to be my best in the collection. And how much did that run you? All, all, total after everything, ninety bucks. Ninety bucks. Now, if that was Hasbro, that'd be five hundred dollars. It would be five hundred. But first of all, they would have to have the Haslab project be backed oh, yeah, to... by five thousand people. <laughs> five thousand orders yeah. for them to even consider making it. Yeah, less than a hundred bucks for those. Yeah, and and, and, and then Michael Keen comes with hands, adjustable hands, and he comes. This is the first. If I'm not mistaken, one of the first McFarlane Batmans with a cloth cape. Never been done before. Yeah, and the Batmobile is to scale. It's what what would you say, two feet long? It's about two feet. Yeah. And it can twenty four inches. Seven inch figure. It can fit a seven inch figure in there. Yeah, and it's probably about five to six inches tall. I, I haven't I haven't looked at the scales and everything, but yeah, I will definitely show you pictures of it when I got it. But dude, the Batmobile, that had to be done. Yeah. I, I want a tumbler. I want the I want the Christian Bale tumbler. Like I need the dude. I, speaking of speaking of other collectibles here, um, I think you might have this one as well. But I did recently pick up the Hammond Collection Jurassic Park Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, I do. It's it's one of the best best T Rex toy oh. on the market. No, I'm just, yeah, I, I would it's say. got it's got like seventeen points of articulation, and it is completely fully posable. Even at the knees, yeah, the, the eyes, eyes move wherever the, the tongue moves, the jaw moves, his arms move. He's got he's got two. Let's see, he's got one, two, three points of articulation just in his arms. Mm-hmm. Um, the torso moves. The tail can move. Uh, the knees bend, the feet bend. I mean, it, it's the best Tyrannosaurus Rex I've ever seen. I'd say it's the best Tyrannosaurus Rex, period. Outside of the statues, as far as a posable yeah. figure, this is mm-hmm. top tier. Yeah, and I, and I also still have the the box that came in. Did you get it with the box or did you just get it the figure? No, I got it with the box. Dude, it, the box is beautiful, isn't it? It is. Like, like it's... <sighs> It's it's just one of those like it's it's one of my most prized possessions in terms of the Mattel collection. In, in in other words, Hasbro needs to take lessons. They do. They got the money. They got I mean. more money than McFarlane and Mattel probably combined. Yeah. And they can't do nothing but produce crap. <laughs> Ooh, Chase throwing. Hasbro's on the phone right now, about to call you. Yeah, I, I really don't care. There's like, I wish they would call me. Police, police cars outside his house. <laughs> I wish they would call me. I would, I would literally, if they gave me the rights to Hasbro, I would reunite the entire collectible community. Would you fire the whole staff? I would fire most of the staff that's making decisions right now, <laughs> oh, or at man. least demote them. I wouldn't fire them. I would demote them from their creativity. No, I don't. I don't think it's their fault. It's just like the terms of the direction. It's Kathleen Kennedy. Dude, that's what I was saying the other day. Kathleen Kennedy's almost killed Star Wars. Almost. Almost. Nah, bro. (laughs) No, Star Wars is on its last thread. 
You think so? After especially with the Mando? After this season of Mando, yes. Oh, don't be so dramatic. We've gone through worse. We've gone through the last Jedi, the sacred Jedi text. Yeah, but those were movies. Like you can put those out and be done with it. But like That's with true. a with a with a short series like The Mandalorian and uh Kenobi, like I loved Kenobi, but there was, was so much so stuff short. that they, they that they didn't do. Yep. I agree with you on that. I don't know. But so uh, let's let's move into Star Wars history. So um, on this day and uh, not on April 6th, 1937, Billy D. Billy, Billy D. Williams was born. Wow. <laughs> Happy birthday to Billy D. Williams. Yeah. So that would make him almost, what, 90 years old? Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool is that he was there during the opening of the it was a Galaxy's Edge. Back yeah, in, he was. It was him and uh, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and George Harrison Lucas, wasn't it? Yeah, they were all there. Yeah. So, yeah, he was born in 1937 uh, on April 6th. So that would make him, I believe, if my math is correct, that would make him 83 years old. 83 years old. Um, young man, young man. So there we go. And, and random Star Wars quote of the day. How you doing, Chewbacca? You still hanging around with this loser? That's my best Chewbacca impression. Not bad, not bad. Thank you, thank you. Not bad. Let's uh, let's hear your best uh, Jar Jar. <clears throat> Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Masani. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The show's over. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> kidding. Okay. So let's uh, let's move into the Bad Batch. So we've got uh, I think yeah. two episodes of the Bad Batch to talk about. They dropped on the same day. This was the season finale for season two. Um, before we get talking about this, did you expect the season to end the way that it ended? No. And the thing about the Bad Batch, which I'm going to give them a lot of credit, they're really, really, really good at cliffhangers. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, to end the show. That's I really it. didn't expect the season to end the way that it did. Um, did Omega's got a sister. Yeah, that's it's just out of the out of the Boba Fett's like ah, Polynesian spa. So um, you know, I knew uh, I knew the actress. Uh, her name's slipping my mind right now, but the actress who voices Omega, I knew she did the voice for that other character, and then we turned out they're sisters. Who would have thought, man? Um, but um, also Tech. Tech. I, I was sitting there watching it. Mm-hmm. My wife walked in mm-hmm. and I said, they're about to kill the Bad Batch. And she's like, all right. <laughs> no, she said, how can they kill the Bad Batch when the show is called the Bad Batch? They're the main characters. I'm like, we know firsthand main characters have been killed off Star Wars. Many times. Many times. Many, many times. Um, I really don't think Tech is dead, though. I don't think so either. Nobody really dies in Star Wars. I mean, like, if Darth Maul can come back, good old Tech can come back. He probably calculated his fall, you know. He know, he know how he You is. know, you would think in those backpacks they carry around, they've got some sort of uh, anti-gravity equipment. Why don't they have jetpacks at this point if they always keep falling? Yeah, they fly now. They fly now. 
But uh, yeah, you think they had some sort of anti gravity device or something in their backpacks that they carry? I mean, they're 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 clone assassins for goodness sake. I mean, Sid, Sid should be executed. Sid, yep. I, I I'm gonna be real honest. Um, what's uh what's what's the scientist? What's his name? Um, the the evil the main bad guy. Yeah, I forgot. He's uh, it's just. It's I like his name. character. He's very sinister. Mm-hmm. But I believe he found tech. Mm. You think and, so? And brought him back to life and mm-hmm. doing experiments on him or something. Now that's a tough one. That's They might have. But I, yeah, it's like the Bad Batch is like, you never know what they're like. I think the season three has to be the finale. Like, how... Yeah, they need to end the show after season three. And another thing I'm disappointed about is we didn't get to see much of Cross here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we didn't even end this. Did it even um, mention but him in the final episode? I feel like Crosshair had more story development than the rest of the Bad Batch. That's not true. We had tech. Oh, well, yeah, tech. But I mean, like, as far as like character development. Yeah, and all it took was one episode for everybody to love Crosshair again because he saved the toilet paper Mayday. Yep, yep. He saved Dengar. I'm sorry, Mayday. <laughs> Mayday. Mayday was. I hope we get a figure of him. I hope Hasbro loses. I don't know how, but I hope the rights are somehow given to. If Mc, what if I was? <laughs> this is a long shot, people. All right, I'm on the McFarlane train right now. But what if McFarlane bought Star Wars in terms of, the, or they had an a, agreement and they made seven inch figures? Well, see, my problem with with this is. Hasbro seems to just not like Star Wars really because don't. any other any other franchise that they do. I mean, look at GI Joe. There's Power Rangers. There's mm-hmm. now the Indiana Jones series. There's Transformer. I think they do Transformers. They do. They do um, Transformers. Yeah, I mean, Joe. they all look amazing. But then yeah. when you get to Star Wars, it's like the oh, end of the budget. What do we want to do today? Oh, oh, I know. Let's reuse this old mode that we got and just yep. give it a different paint job. Yeah. Yeah, they they really don't care anymore, and it's so sad because it's like you know they they make money, you know, and like they it's you know I don't I think, think Hasbro they're... has learned that Star Wars is their biggest fan base, and no matter what they put out, they're gonna make money off of it. Unfortunately, I, I believe so, but at the same time, you know, it's like they're not making good figures. Like, they're really not. Like it's not good in my opinion it's just like lazy and it's not in the i mean it's 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 like the community like knows what a good figure is what a bad figure is like and like they know what they're producing you know like they they do they run the numbers and everything but at the same time like you know they're just looking at how much profit are they gonna make you know Mm -hmm. and like they're but now they're hitting a wall where people aren't buying their figures so they have to do something or else yep. they go out of business. So now they're and instead of black series, now they're just pumping out vintage collection. Yeah, like it's cheaper, smaller, you know, it's what more can you ask for? I've I've considered in the past several times to switch over to vintage collection. Yeah. From I black think, series to vintage collection. I but have, I have not bought my problem series. with the vintage collection is I don't want to open them. Yeah, because then like that defeats the purpose of those. Not only can you not put the figure back in the box like you can with Black Series, but once mm-hmm. you open a vintage collection, I mean, the box is ruined. 
Yeah, it's not like you can slide it out, slide it back in. Yeah, but um, where do you think um, <clears throat> where do you think season three, of The Bad Batch, is kind of gonna go? Well, it's gonna go right where right where we ended, and um, pretty much, you know, it's just like how to get the whole. Basically, it's uh, they're assembling the whole team again, just so that they can do one final blow to the Empire. There's probably gonna be some secret mission. Oh yeah, Vader's coming. Vader's gonna wipe them. And we got Krennic in in animation. We did, we did. That was the first time we've seen Krennic as like his former, like uh, OG. um, That's the first time we've seen Krennic since Rogue One. That's true. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking about the other guy, uh, the other old guy. Uh, you're talking about um Tarkin. Tarkin. Yeah, yeah, Grandma. That was the second time we've seen him in the clone. Animated, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's honestly there's there's definitely room. But anything with Sid should already, like they already blew bridges, so they shouldn't go back to her. If they go back to her, the show's trash. Like, because it, it's like you know she basically sold them out. Oh yeah, and like they and they saved her too. That's the messed up part. Well, you got to think about it. I would say Sid's more or less a bounty hunter. I mean, in a way, yeah. I mean, come like, on, what bounty hunter is actually loyal? Yeah, in a way, and she's so annoying. I just, I just, I just hope she like just gets incinerated, like, <laughs> like the good per bar gets. No blown. disintegrations. Yeah, and this this time it's 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 acceptable. Yeah, I think uh, I think with season three of the Bad Batch, the gang's gonna get back together. They're gonna have that. one one last hoorah. One last ride. And they're they're gonna all end up dying. Um, I don't think they're gonna kill off Omega just because she's a kid. I don't think that would be no, good for Lucasfilm. <laughs> She'll probably go into a separate journey. Yeah, um, I'm hoping uh, we we get to see Omega in live action. That'd be really cool. But I would love to see the Bad Batch in live action. Mm, I mean, we did. There were some characters from um, animated series, like from like for example Rebels, that came into the Mandalorian. Yeah, and uh, the funny thing with that is, um, we didn't even know it was Zeb until uh, Star Wars posted it the next day and said hashtag. Zeb Aurelius. Oh, that was Zeb. I didn't even. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Like they didn't, they didn't name yeah. drop it or nothing in that episode. So how are we see? Like it's the writing. I think, I think Favreau, or specifically because Favreau, if I'm not mistaken, thing. when Rebels ended, mm-hmm. Zeb went back to his home world with, um, um, Agent Callus. Right. That's how it ended with Zeb. So. Where it, what, where has he been the entire time of the original trilogy? We don't know. There's a lot more to explain later down the line. But um, so last thoughts of the Bad Batch before we move over to this disaster of a season called Mandalorian season three. <laughs> the Bad Batch honestly does not disappoint. It's it, it, it's a comfort show. It definitely is, and you know it's a show that. I definitely would go back again and watch like certain episodes because they're just that good. Like the Bad Batch is is very flexible and it's able to well, that I mean whatever direction if, they want. And the reason I love Bad Batch so much is because it's it's straight up Clone Wars for me. It's it's all nostalgic for me. It is. It you is. can have a horrible episode of the Bad Batch and it would still be worth watching because it's Clone Wars. Hmm. Think about all the Clone Wars episodes that we had that literally were just about droids. Yeah. 
or you know some new characters and didn't even have any main characters in it. It was just clones. Uh, that that's why I like the Bad Batch. But um, overall, what do you rate the season? Season two. Honestly, eight out of ten. It's a solid eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten as well. Yeah, it's a solid eight because. It wasn't perfect, you know. It's um again, they're 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 basically it's they're delaying the inevitable, and they're basically creating a story that you know it's just they're just having ideas, you know, to try to get as much like answers. I mean, enough questions being answered, and in a way, provide like the audience with some closure. That you know that the bad batch is going to come to an end. But see what I've realized with the bad batch that this season of Mandalorian is lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they whenever they do a story point, like whenever they start an arc, they answer it. Hey, you. Within at least one or two episodes later, they at least answer that arc. Yeah. They don't stretch it out for eight episodes. They do not. They don't. Yeah, they, that's true. They 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 start and end the. Like they answer the question, but in Mandalorian, it takes eight episodes to answer one question. Yeah, and then and then you're left with another cliffhanger. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, Boba uh, Boba Fett, listen at me. <laughs> uh, Bad Batch is does a real good job of leaving cliffhangers. Absolutely, it's it's exactly what they're known for. But you know, that's not a bad thing, you know, because then they're gonna have to end it eventually. I think they ended on a cliffhanger that's <clears throat> good enough to say, wow, that was unexpected, but I'm all right with waiting a year to find out. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But yeah. Tech, I don't think he's dead. I don't think or he's dead either. Tick. 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 Yeah, I don't think he's dead. There's no yeah. way. Yeah, he's going to come back all cybernetic. <laughs> like fives? Or yeah. Echo? Sorry, echo. Or, yeah, Echo. Yeah. What if now now hear me out. What if Tech becomes IG eleven? <laughs> she just becomes a terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean they took his They got brain, the same personality. They just smashed it into a into a machine like in a yeah. blender. They've got then, the same personality. Yeah, you could see you could say that, you know, it's uh, no, nah, that that's going too far. That that would maybe be... he's maybe he's four arm. Oh, I don't know. I could see him losing an arm or a leg, you know, but no, nah. That's Somehow good. tech returned. Tech returned. He probably landed on like some flying bird or something. You know, you don't never know. Yeah. Well, we know that they found his goggles. So I mean, he could have just you know left that for him to find. Yeah, and then think he's dead or something. Yeah, exactly. He's too smart to be captured. But watch us all be wrong, and he actually be dead. Yeah, he's actually like just like how the the what's that guy's name? How we didn't know like that was Sev, right? How Sev? Scorch. Oh no, no, I'm talking about um the furry guy in Mandalorian. I forgot his name. Oh, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank too. Like I have his face and everything, but I just don't have a name down in my mind. But yeah, I, I, there's there's definitely potential to make season three of the Bad Batch a hit. We're in prime time Empire, 
and you've got the Bad Batch getting back together. I mean, it's not going to end good for the Bad Batch, but it'll definitely be entertaining. Yeah, by far, in my opinion. By definitely far. be entertaining. Mm-hmm. But um, all right. So let's uh, let's move on to this dumpster fire. I mean, season three of Mandalorian. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, folks. Now, folks. Um, I love the Mandalorian. I love the the atmosphere of the show. I love waking up on Wednesdays and um, well, from season one and two, it was on Fridays. So I love you know getting that Star Wars live action once a week. This season, it's just not done it for me. I, the writing's been all over the place. The acting's awful. The the, the storyline is off the wall. There's absolutely no point to this season. Uh, you know, we thought they were going to Mandalore. They already did that, and yeah. nothing happened. Um, what's what's why do they need an army to reclaim Mandalore? Like, there. No I mean, what's the threat? Out. Yeah, there's no threat. There's no I mean. And then, how is Moff Gideon gonna come into play in this? Why does he want Mandalore? Well. From this recent episode, it makes me wonder if Axe Woves and the rest of his team broke him out. Mm. Because we know that um, uh, the the X-Wing pilot, I'm drawing a blank. Man, I'm doing horrible names tonight. Um, We know that he found the the shuttle. He found Beskar fragments. So that makes me wonder if, um, you know, it was those Mandalorians. Or here's another theory. It could be Sabine because she knows that Moff Gideon is probably tied to Thrawn. And we know that Sabine and Ahsoka are looking for Ezra. Right. So it could have been Sabine and Ahsoka broke him out, but I don't see why they would kill the New Republic officers um, that were floating aboard that ship in space. Um, But like I was saying, like the writing for the season is just awful. There's no storyline. Every episode is completely different from the past one. There's only about five minutes in each episode that even has any type of Mandalorian lore in it. Uh Um, This whole season has just been, you know, Bo-Katan. She's the only focus in this season. I mean, what is the point of Din Djarin and Grogu right now? (laughs) What is their purpose? I think their purpose has been served. There's no purpose for them. And Grogu has been sidelined hard this season. Yeah, you could say that, but at the same time, he was given a like an arc with Luke, you know. So maybe, but that well, was well. Here, here, here's that. another question: Do you think they should have saved that episode of the Book of Boba Fett for this season of Mandalorian? Yes, I think they should have saved that episode of Boba Fett for this season of Mandalorian. And made that episode two or three of The Mandalorian. I agree. But the main thing that's that's got me so mad about this season is it's not even revolving around our our main heroes. It's mm-hmm. revolving around Bo-Katan, which I'm completely fine with that. Like I like Bo-Katan. She's a good character, and I want to see more of her story. But we're in a show from the first two se- – it this season just feels like it's missing something that the first two seasons had. It's missing purpose. It, yeah, it's missing purpose. It's got no It's got no emotional weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first season, the emotional weight was Grogu. Uh, the second season, the emotional weight was getting Grogu back to the Jedi. You know, and, and finding his people. But this season, there's no emotional weight there. 
There's no emotional loss that's happened to make the stakes higher. There's no purpose of the show right now. Mm. All I feel like is this season was rushed. Yeah, too short in my opinion. Yeah, too short. And we've still got two episodes to go, but, I mean, let's take a step back and look. The first two episodes were the only two good episodes of the season so far, and it actually revolved around Mando and Grogu. Then we get to episode three, who was all about Dr. Pershing. That episode made no sense at all. Then we get to episode four and five with um, Mando getting the clan together and and them, you know, reforging their ability to fight with one another as Mandalorians. And then you get this episode that, that recently aired this week, and we're going to spend the time chasing a battle droid? You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, uh, like, like, I robot with Will Smith. That's yeah. Like <laughs> just too first powerful. of all, the CGI is horrible for this season. It's what? it's clunk. It's clunky. It's it's cheesy. You're telling me that that super battle droid running was not. It didn't look clunky to you. Yeah, it, uh, that's what I said. I meant like it looked like I robot. So I robot was made like twenty something years ago. And then yeah, first of all, we get Jack Black and Lizzo. First of all, Jack Black didn't do bad. Jack Black didn't do bad, but the acting from Lizzo, she needs to stick to singing. Yeah, the, the acting was like cheesy, and we know cheesy acting has been in Star Wars. But you have to fit the acting with the personality of the character you're portraying, and it just seemed to me like she was just reading her lines. Yeah, the way the way it looks, it's like um, it's. All right, so what it looks like, I can't even. See, we're, I'm so upset about it, I can't even really say what I want to say. <laughs> Mandalorian has this season. I thought the purpose was to get to Mandalore, and I think I got there too quick. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. But my next question would be, like, when they get to Mandalore, what? why do they need a grand army to take over Mandalore? And then what? who's the main villain in this whole story? It's just them going on an adventures. And they're just like side quests. Side quests are fine, you know, but like they need to know like what we, we need to know. Like these next two episodes have to be more than 30 minutes. Like it's just disgusting like to do. A- I, I'm OK with them even being 30 minutes. Just give me a story. Yeah, because something cause, I can grasp onto because these past six episodes has given me nothing to grasp to. Yeah, it's they're just um, they're just going back and forth with. I think they're trying to f- use Mandalorian like the the icon figure of what he is, but drag the attention to Bo Katan to redeem her. Well, see here a- here's another thing that doesn't make sense. So. Mando can take his helmet off, but he's considered no Mandalorian any longer. But all of a sudden, the armorer can tell yeah, Bo-Katan to, and, and it's okay for her? Yeah, they just changed the rules. She says she walks both ways. So that means Din Djarin walks both ways. Cause yeah, can... that means every one of them can walk both ways. So what is the way? that the defi- like the whole, that That's literally the sole purpose of the film. Has, I mean, I'm sorry, the show has now changed. Why? Why is it like it just? It's everything just seems like, oh, you don't have to do this anymore. And they're like, oh, okay, 
and that's it. Yeah, but see, I feel like I feel like Filoni was busy doing Ahsoka while they mm-hmm. were doing this season of Mandalorian. Right. John Favreau can write the story, but I don't think he can execute it without Filoni. No. And Filoni knows how to make the story become useful and have a point to it. He makes it have a soul. Yeah, he he gives he gives life to the story. But when you've got John Favreau without Dave Filoni, now Dave Filoni might be there, but I feel like there's something going on that's tying Favreau and Filoni behind the back and not letting them be able to do their true potential with I don't know if it's because Bob Iger is now the president or whatever of Lucasfilm or mm-hmm. Disney. Um, it could be that. It could be Kathleen Kennedy over Lucasfilm. I mean, it could be a number of things. Okay. I just feel like this show is lacking Dave Filoni. Yeah, I think it's – this season is just like a filler season. It just kind of sucks in my opinion. And and that's another thing that we were talking about with Zeb. I just thought that was another whatever his species is. They never gave a name drop. They never called him Zeb. They, I mean, nothing. And then the next day that episode came out, Star Wars put on Instagram that and Facebook, that was Zeb. Like, okay, tell us that in the episode. That means there's lack of writing. That I mean, that could have been as simple as turning around and being like, oh, Commander Zeb, you know, something. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just feel like this season is it, it's it's a three out of ten for me right now. You know, you know, Chase. Um, I thought we've learned from Kenobi. Do you remember how pissed we were about Kenobi? How everything went out and turned out, and then the last two episodes were like amazing. Now hold on a second. <laughs> I enjoyed Kenobi every episode from the beginning. Oh no, you didn't. Yes, I, I did. No, yes, you didn't. I did. Nope. No, I enjoyed Kenobi. No. Now I was upset that the fact that it felt rushed. It did. But I was I was still okay with it. Book of Boba Fett, I enjoyed that until that we fun. got that was that was a hilarious I, was, I had so much fun on that. But I just feel like the first two seasons of Mandalorian were a different show. Yeah, they were actually like a hit. Like each episode was like a hit. Each episode had a point. They did. It had a story. It had a point. It had an ending at the end of the episode. Hmm. So far, the only the only story from season three that I've gathered is we've learned that Mandalore is safe to inhabit again. Mm-hmm. We've learned that there's a mythosaur there. We've learned that Bo Katan now has a purpose to reunite all Mandalorians, and she has the dark saber. That is the only story. That I have gathered from season three. So they're all just little points, but and I feel like that I feel why? like that right there could have been done with two episodes. Yeah, I'd say I'd say two or one, or instead of that one hour long episode of nothingness, they could have done it in one. Yeah, like and I get they're trying to explain how Palpatine returned and all that stuff, but we don't need a forty-five minute episode of it. <sighs> We do not. We do not know you know more about Palpatine. If you want to read about how he came back, just read the books or just, just yeah. That's they're wasting time 
on the show. They 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 procrastinate what they're trying to do until the last minute, and it just feels rushed. And then what what, what people are going to remember of the Mandalorian are literally the last two episodes of the season. Yeah, and another thing, back to the Jack Black and Lizzo. Like Jack Black did good, and and you could tell he was actually you know really into his character. But with Jack Black, you've got to have a certain type of character for Jack Black. You can't just have somebody oh an ex imperial. Like you've got to have a goofy kind of character for Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like he did okay for what they were trying to go with, I guess. But Lizzo, her character was it made absolutely no sense. Like the acting was bad. I don't feel like her character had any point at all. Um, and I don't, another thing that bothered me is why did they leave Grogu with them too and go do their mission without Grogu? If he's supposed to be teaching Grogu the way of the Mandalore. It's like they're going against everything they're saying. Yeah. It's so contradicting. And we got Christopher Lloyd, um, in this episode. I feel like he did a good job for his character, but again, Mm. like, it it really made no no sense like you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of like those old cartoon shows where like they figure out it's like scooby doo shows right where they figure out the mystery in like 15 minutes you know like it's because like the thing with christopher lloyd it was like you know it it was obvious that it was him because he's like the security guy but like at the same time like it's it's like the way he like was caught it was like oh and then it was just, it yeah, just I would have gotten awesome. away with it if it wasn't for you Mandalorians. Yeah, and it just it just feels too childish. It doesn't there's no weight to the characters and the meaning in Star Wars. You know, the show the, the movie can be bad, but certain scenes will have weight to them that that scene alone will create a whole season. Yeah, with this episode I gave it a 2 out of 10. Honestly, this episode, I, I don't even have a rating for it because it was just like, whatever. I'm not going to remember. I just know Jack Black's in it. That's But I... it wasn't a completely terrible episode. On the good side of this episode, we got to see more of uh, the Death the Not Owls. We got to see more of what they're up to and now the Axe Wolves. I was actually enjoyed to see Axe Wolves have a bigger part in this show mm-hmm. than in one episode of season two. Um, we got to see a Mandalorian challenge, but that's another thing. What did she challenge him to? To be the leader of the squad. Yeah, but that was never like, like that was never really addressed. She was just like, "I well, then I challenge you." Okay. Yeah, and another thing is like the the whole saber thing. I didn't like how they dealt with that. They're like, technically, she's the win. Like he literally like started being a nerd about it. So like it, it uh, he was like, us. He was us. That yeah, we literally like, said that. Yeah, didn't we say that earlier? Like because we we pointed it out. Like and then it was like, oh, watch her have it. Shouldn't she have it technically? Yeah. Yeah. So like it's not like because remember before Sabine. I mean before. Uh, well, Sabine, yeah, you're talking Bo-Katan. about yeah. With Sabine gave the saber to Bo-Katan. Right, and, and then, didn't win it in combat, and we and we see how that turned out. Though I mean, Bo Katan literally lost everything. I think and, she's gonna lose it again, and she needs to win it in combat because the like, from my understanding, the whole purpose of that saber is to win it in combat, to be the conqueror. I mean, you want to get technical about it? She did beat the robot. <laughs> well, I mean, like a cool epic battle that's worth my damn. Not not some like Windows PC from two thousand three, <laughs> like the <thinking>, the <laughs> So what what's gonna happen is we're gonna end up you getting know, to Boba yeah. Fett. 
and he's going to have his Rancor. I'd rather have Boba Fett with the Darksaber than Boba Well, Fett. yeah, here, here's my point. We're going to get Boba Fett on the Rancor, and we're going to have Bo-Katan on the Mythosaur. Can he fit that thing on the Slave One? No, and probably not. But we're going to have Boba Fett on the Rancor, and we're going to have Bo-Katan on the Mythosaur, and they're going to be de- challenging each other, and Boba Fett's going to end up taking the Darksaber. I wouldn't mind that. I could see Boba Fett holding it better since I think he's more. The dude is an assassin, so the, the guy. Yeah. Like, like, like he you know, I, I think at right. this point in time, Boba Fett might be the oldest Mandalorian alive that we know of. Technically, he was a clone, no? Because I mean, Django he was a foundling. Be... But no, I thought that was Django. Django was a foundling too, but he taught Boba the ways of being a bounty hunter. Bounty hunter slash Mando. You know what? And 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 to make things simpler, yeah, I I agree, because he's technically his dad. There's basically they're basically the same person. So if he learned the same way, yeah. So technically, yes. Mm-hmm. But but you know, as in terms of like personality and stuff, he's like second oldest. You know, the oldest would be Django. We well, I'm I'm talking about still alive at this point still alive, in, yeah. in in timeline. Then would be Boba. Yeah, so Boba is technically the elder Mandalorian. Yeah, and look how look how like experienced that guy is. So I feel like he deserves the dark saber. But I don't think he wants to rule Mandalore. That's not really his thing. Well, he is all about honor and respect now. Yeah, and that's kind of lame. And then oh <laughs> come him. on. <laughs> you are you kidding me? Boba Fett was soft in in Boba Fett. Even Boba Fett said, it. "Well, yeah, I mean, he, you, you he, he said that. himself he's old." Yeah, like at the same, it's, I guess, but like, yeah, like I don't know. We need Cabane to come back. We need somebody to ruin. Like, there's no well, mean, like the thing about Boba thing. Fett, It's it's a wild wild west show. But guess who it the really main villain was? Cad Bane. Cad Bane and the, yeah. whatever that gang was. The Pikes. Yeah, the Pikes. But think about it. At the end of the Book of Boba Fett, we saw Cobb Vanth in the back of the tank. Where's right. he at? Don't know. He should... I don't know why they're not bringing him up now. Like it's. I think we're far from that at this point. Like He's not even going to be mentioned in the season, to be honest. There's if no they they have that. got to bring... I don't see why Din Djarin... I feel like in the next episode, they're going to be like, okay, well, we got our army, uh, but we still know we need to recruit on our team, and that's Boba Fett. That makes sense. But I think at the same time, like, they're going to be like, nah, we have numbers. Why do we need him? True. And I, I feel like Bo Katan will probably get to the point where she's like, you're not a Mandalorian, you're a clone. And he'll be like, well, I know the way of the Mandalore, I challenge you. And there Brandon we go. A saber. Yep, I'll do that. I'll accept, I'll take that. There we go. And then if he'll say, "That's the case." Oh my, I'm gonna call you. Oh yeah, that will restore this this hole in my heart from Star Wars right now. And the only reason I say that is because I was the first two episodes of this season felt like Mandalorian to me. Mm-hmm. But when we got to the Doctor Pershing episode, and I realized that Lucasfilm is going to end up wasting a whole episode on something that's not even about our story here, I've literally had a guard up with every episode, and I've been disappointed ever since. Mm. It's, uh, the past four episodes have disappointed me. Mm. But with this episode, like 
I felt like this episode was nothing but just to get publicity for having cameos. Right. I feel like that's the only purpose of this recent episode. Because you had Christopher Lloyd, you had Sasha Banks back uh, as Costco Reeves, even though she didn't say a word. Then you had Lizzo and Jack Black. I mean, I feel like that's the only reason of this episode was just to have cameos and to have something to make money off of. And I guarantee you, by the end of this month, Hasbro is going to release figures of Lizzo and Jack Black's characters. Hmm. That's... <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie. Boba Fett is better than the season three of Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I would win you. It was a fun it was a fun series. You know, we had a good laugh on that. Yeah, it was. It was. But, yeah, but Mandalorian season three has been a drag at this point. It's it sad, really but, has. You know, but honestly, like, I'm not, I'm not worried. Still, like, I, if, the, if these last, if this last episode, okay, this is a plan. If this last episode doesn't set the tone, then the last episode will. But it'll be rushed, and it's gonna suck. So. Well, yeah, the book of Boba Fett season finale was rushed. It was, and look how it was. Re- I mean, it was a great, it was a good finale for a first season. But if they're not planning on making another season of Book of Boba Fett, then it was a very poorly executed finale. Yeah, because they left a lot of stuff untold. What happened to the Rancor? Where's Cobb Vanth? Is Cad Bane still alive? I mean, uh, what happened to Black Crescenton, Fennec Shannon, Boba Fett? I mean, we even hear Boba Fett saying the in the end of that episode. Maybe this work isn't cut out for us. He told that to Fennec Shan, which tells me they've got another purpose for Boba Fett. <sighs> and the whole Luke Skywalker, like, give me some more Luke. Like, where's he at? Are they saving him for the Ahsoka series? Uh, there's rumors that him and Ahsoka are a thing. No, that's another problem I've got. All these series, they try to ship people, and it, it, it either works and it doesn't work. In this case, it does not work. It does not work. That's like Luke's grandmother <laughs> or aunt. I think that's his. Uh, I would say his aunt. It's it's just weird, you know. Like why why are you trying to like ship people? Like I don't know. Star Wars fans. I'm still been... waiting. I'm still waiting. I feel like this was another thing. A droid bar. Who knew droids have a bar? Yeah. I was fully expecting when they walked in, I was fully expecting that droid to look at him and say, we don't serve your kind here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Humans. Just, just Mando's just kicking them down. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and another thing, when, when Jack Black's character said battle droids, <laughs> did you see Mando? He like instantly shot out of his armor. He's like, battle droids. He's like, uh-oh. He's like, yeah, I hate droids. He's like, he's like, turns like Anakin, I hate sand. Yep. It's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. Yeah. And you want to talk about some cheesy dialogue, but that was the prequels. I mean, that's young love. I can understand the cheesy dialogue with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what I was saying, though, is like the, the relationship stuff, it works or it doesn't work. Like with Han and Leia, that worked. Mm-hmm. Mando and Bo Katan, they're not just, really, no, I don't not really it. a thing that's, to have just, relationship. They're forcing it at this point. Let's just be honest. Yeah, not, not at all. Really, a, a, a good thing to make that into a relationship. Like, just why? Yeah, and another thing. I mean, the Tie Fighter pilots that we got in Episode Two, we still don't know where they came from. 
Didn't they come from the ship? What ship? There was like 30 TIE Fighters. Where did they come from? Oh, yeah. They didn't even... <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, and the whole thing with the episode where they went and rescued Paz Vizsla's son, they kept the baby dragons. Where are they at? I mean, what is their purpose? <sighs> Lack of context. You would think the Mandalorians know better than to inhabit a planet that is filled with dinosaurs. What if they didn't have a choice? You're telling me out of all the planets in the galaxy, they chose the one with the dinosaurs. Yep. And they chose to practice. You would think with that big crocodile coming up on them, they would <laughs> learn to stop practicing outside. Yeah, right next to the lake where they can get killed. And yeah. then they talk about the younglings getting eaten. And they're just like, oh, that's just another Tuesday. Yeah, and somewhere Anakin's Force Ghost is literally laughing, having the time of his life, <laughs> seeing all these younglings get eaten. He's like, yes, me eating. Yep. And then somewhere Obi-Wan's out there. Well, they had the high ground. And then the Qui-Gon's like, there's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish. Yep. That's oh. a big goober fish. That's another thing. Let's talk about Ahmed Best. It was good to see him back. I'm glad that they chose him to rescue Grogu because um, oh, yeah, I believe. Bit, um, yeah, uh, Ahmed Best. Yeah, Ahmed Best. So his character was actually created long before the Mandalorian. And his character, I think his name is Kelleran Beg, something mm -hmm. like that. His character was the guardian of younglings at the Jedi Temple. Oh, okay. So he, he watched over the younglings at the temple while they were doing their training as younglings. So it makes complete sense why he would rescue Grogu. So he technically uh, protected Anakin, too. <laughs> well, my point is... How did he not run into Anakin at the temple? I don't know. During Order 66. I took a different elevator or something. I honestly, without a doubt, thought it was Mace Windu when that ele elevator <laughs> door first opened. I thought so opened. too, but I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't he just get thrown out the window here? Yeah, he landed on the third story. <laughs> you could just see like there's some guy driving in the other sector of Coruscant. And some, he's like, oh, I just got this car cleaned up. And, then and we actually got to see live action clones in action. We did. No CGI. Outside, outside of Kenobi. I mean, we saw it in Kenobi, but we actually got to see live action shock troopers in action. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then the and gun, phase the gunships. Two, phase two shiny clones, too. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Yep. Yeah, I will say the only thing this season does that is 10 out of 10 is visual effects. Yeah, but didn't you say the CGI suck? The CGI is horrible. I mean, it. I don't know. It, it's like I said, it's missing something from the first two seasons. And I believe that something is Dave Filoni. It's missing purpose. That's what I believe. Because if you if you look back on the Clone Wars, every episode had a purpose, some way or another. Yeah, even if it was weird. Even if it was weird. Mm -hmm. Rebels. Every episode of Rebels had a purpose. And you know why? They had Dave Filoni. That's true. We forget. But on the other hand, if Dave Filoni spent all of his time on the Ahsoka series. That series is going to be a hit for sure. Oh, we thought it has to be. That's his child. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm so excited to see a live action Rebels crew. I hope we get a live action Kanan Jarrus. 
Oh, that's gonna do with um Freddie. Freddie Prince Jr. He can play him. Yeah, he's at, he's at the age. Oh yeah, definitely he could play him. He's I mean he looks like Kane Jarris. He does. And Fred. but but the thing I'm most excited to see with the Ahsoka series is Thrawn. Thrawn. The blue guy from Vegas? <laughs> yeah, the blue man group. The rogue <laughs> member of the blue man group. Yeah, that's that's gonna be something to see, in my opinion. But but you know, we're just gonna have to see, man. Like Star Wars is always full of surprises. Well I said that about Andor. And look how that turned out. Some people like it. I'm not sure why. I don't understand why people like that show. Mm-hmm. To this day, I wish somebody would explain to me why that show is the best Star Wars you've seen. I don't think so. And I know what people are saying. Well, you're one of these people that just wants to see action. No, I don't want to see action in every episode. episode I want to. was one of them. The slow. I want. I want to see a story. That's all Chase wants, people. A story. I want to see a story. I understand good story writing. I understand good film uh filmmaking and good cinematography mm-hmm. and lately star wars has just not been doing it outside of animation live action star wars has just not been doing storytelling the way it needs to be i i, I agree it's it's like you said it's just lacking i think it's just lacking the weight of what it is it's too easy they're making everything like the rise of skywalker like somehow palpatine oh man you want to talk about lack of purpose Yes, sir. Let's just get Ron Johnson and J.J. Abrams on the phone. All right, all right. Let's stop being hostile here. (laughs) You haven't seen Hostile. I'll get Hostile when they kill Boba Fett. (laughs) How do they kill him? Well, if it was up to me, I would have... I would have Boba Fett just die of old age. Mm. But I would like to see every Mandalorian honor him in some way throw his helmet down the toilet what do you do you did not just say what i think you said <laughs> through it <laughs> they throw his helmet down the toilet what do you do like no like i'm saying like i would like to see every mandalorian like give respect you know because yeah like, give respect like have an actual funeral form like take a knee form every mandalorian kneel yeah. at his death and and like have some sort of because I don't think we've ever seen, you know, the little logo that he has on his chest plate, the little feather, yeah, uh, emblem. I would, I don't know that we've ever seen that emblem anywhere else in Star Wars. No, I don't so I want to say that is Boba Fett's logo. Mm-hmm. I would like to see every Mandalorian wear that logo on some piece of armor. Mm-hmm. But where is that thing from? Do you know of any chance? I'm not sure where that thing is from, but I would like to start. I would like to see all the Mandalorians come in one clan all together. Mm-hmm. Clan fit. Yeah. Clan fit. Clan fit. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind that either. I would not. I mean, Boba Fett's the OG Mandalorian. If we're, yeah. He, yeah, he is. You know, this, he was the first Mandalorian to be on screen. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he really was. Yeah. I was like, I'm testing because I remember you're going to be like, well, actually, the holiday special. <laughs> well, the holiday special is the first time we've ever seen Boba Fett on screen. That's true, but that's supposed to be Boba Fett. But it was animation Boba Fett. Mm. Empire Strikes Back was the first time we ever seen Boba Fett in live action. Yeah. 
He's always a cool guy. He is the guy. The Understand guy. that. Understand the, that. He's the guy. The guy. He's the guy. He's the guy when you say, I ran out of death sticks. Where do I get more? Boba I know Fett. a guy. Boba, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba, yep. Fett. Boba Fett. And who's Boba Fett's guy? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> Himself. Boba Fett. No, it was nice to see a callback to Boba Fett, though. Uh, original trilogy Boba Fett in this last episode. Mm-hmm. Because we hear Axe Wolves say, um, you know, we are Mandalorians and we're very loyal Mm-hmm. For the right price. Yeah. That's something Boba, Boba Fett, Fett would have said. Yeah. yeah. Boba Fett would have said that for sure. Yeah. I agree with that point. Yeah. It's just, you, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, Star Wars is slow. It's, you know, it, there's not enough. That's actually not true. There is enough content. It's just what content do they want to go with? You know, I feel like they have some riders from Andor working on this season of Mandalorian. All right, so those guys should be fired, right? Uh, whoever it is. I mean, whoever greenlit this season from pre-production needs to not work on anything else. <laughs> Send them over to Power Rangers or something. Yeah, and put, put them on Paw Patrol. I don't know. Something. Yeah, Paw Patrol something. <laughs> but Well, we got some fans heated for that now. I, I really don't care. Chase is kind I really of don't care. Blood. I really don't care. I want. I know Star Wars is never going to be how it was back when the Clone Wars was airing. No, I feel like that was Star Wars peak. Um, yeah, it was. But at least we're getting some sort of Star Wars. I mean, we could be back in in the late in the early teens when after Clone Wars went off, we weren't getting anything. Oh man, those are the dark times. Yep, the dark times. But anyways, all right. Final thoughts of the Mandalorian season so far. Mandalorian, this is technically by far the worst season. You know, it's not the worst Star Wars show I've seen, but at the same time, you know, they got to step it up because you know this. There's a lot of expectations with this show, and it's it's really hard to. You know, it's it's it just sucks for the to disappoint the fans. You know, I think I feel like they've still, gotten comfortable. I think there's maybe a thirty percent chance they can nail this with the last two episodes. But why did it take all the way up to two episodes? It didn't really need to. Did no. we need it? Did they? Did we need like like the, and it's it's just everything. For example, when they when Bo-Katan and Mandalore, I mean. The Mandalorian landed on the planet. They tried to go to the spot where they needed to, but they were like, "Oh, system overtaken." They got redirected. Yep. Oh well, it's not like we're. And, and, and then, and then uh, they were like, "Hey, we know it's you. You're the bad guy." And he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna press his button, and then I'm gonna go on to talk about Count Dooku, get zapped, and then sees the princess. I'm sorry, take him away. Then, okay, now you can go see him. Now you can go see. Him. And then they fight, and and then." Dinjarin's like, you know, technically she's supposed to have a lightsaber, so I should have mentioned this earlier. Um, I should have given it to her before, you know, because they would have not know. Why didn't no. why, why doesn't he just give it to her? Like, I'll be like, oh yeah, by the way, like in case yeah. they have issues, just hold on to this for now. Yeah, this is not the way. Yeah, this is that's literally the title. This is going to be the title of this season. This yeah. is not the way. Yeah, this is not the way. That's not the way. Remember. 
know, this is not the way I have spoken. But that doesn't mean that the Mandalorian's bad. It's just like you know, every every empire has its downfall. But it's it's a matter of how they're willing to, you know, work their way up. There's, they can always recover easily. Easily they can recover. It's whether or not they choose to. Yep. I mean, for me, all they got to do is throw in a few stormtroopers, and it's recovered for me. Hmm. You know, I'll do you one better. Some clankus. Yeah, I, easy with that clanker word. <laughs> they're called battle droids. No, no, they're clankers. Yeah, I don't know where that that meme came from, but it. <laughs> I don't know where that meme came from, but it was also nice to see that uh, we got live action battle droids with animation voice from Matthew right. Wood. Yeah, that's one one good positive thing about this episode that I can say is it did have a very Clone Wars vibe to it. It did, it did, because like the, the the city felt like Coruscant, you know. Then it felt like Attack of the Clones when Obi Wan and Anakin were chasing the bounty hunter. Yeah, uh, the one that tried to kill Pat. Sam Whistle. Yes, it did have a very Clone Warsy vibe to it. Right. I did enjoy seeing that portrayed mm-hmm. in live action. Like we don't, we're not haters, ladies and gentlemen. We're just pretty much just stating the facts here. That's that's all we're doing. Well, the only reason the only reason people would call us haters is because we're passionate about Star Wars. It's not being toxic or hating on it. It's just we're passionate about it. And, you know, you can be passionate about anything. And if you are disappointed by something that happens with your passion, you're going to be the same way we are right now. Exactly. You know, I just say, like, you know, I had more hopes in Kenobi than any other show that I've seen. And they didn't. They somewhat delivered. So at that point, I learned that, you know. It is what it is, you know. The direction they went was because of this, this, and that. That's the best they can do, even though it, it isn't. What more can we do? That's all. Yeah, final thoughts for me on this season so far. Uh, three out of ten. <laughs> three. Um, I you're have spoken. To, you're about to piss off a lot of people. Man, the Lord. I have spoken. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, there's like cars screeching at Chase's house right now in all Mandalore armor. Yeah, I have spoken. This season is garbage, uh, but we've it's got two episodes left. I I agree. It's not the best season. It really isn't. So but, yeah, that's 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 what I have to say about that. You just just glad it's Star Wars, you know? Like that's the best we can ask for. Maybe uh, maybe maybe Boba Fett will make an appearance. Boba next Fett will probably be the only thing that saves this series. I'm not gonna lie, because he's the only yeah. thing that hasn't been messed up. We know that Din Djarin took over two episodes of Book of Boba Fett. Yep, now it's his turn. Now it's Boba Fett's turn. Yeah, for the rap cross. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Kennedy's on her knees begging Boba Fett to come on this yeah. show. She's like, they're after me, man. We need you to, to come back. Honestly, though, I mean, I don't think it's all Kathleen Kennedy's decisions that's why Star Wars is no. the way it is. There's a multiple bunch of people that's doing it, but... She is the 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 main voice of Lucasfilm, yeah. and Sounds there's like a fifty one percent fault is her fifty one percent. You're just like, oh, just just stating the facts. Yeah, it, she's the only reason I say that is because she's the president of Lucasfilm. Uh-huh, unfortunately, and she was even working with Lucasfilm back when they were doing Indiana Jones. Yeah, the Indiana Jones, you know, all of Star Wars, of course, all the Clone Wars. You know, it's. Yeah, she was part of a lot of things. But it's never been this bad. Mm-hmm. So, Not by a shot. But anyways, well, with that being said, I think that's all we had for tonight's episode. So 
if you're still here <laughs> listening. Thank <laughs> we you. We left after we said <laughs> Mandalorian sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Appreciate it. Oh, by the way, fun fact I am now famous on Instagram. By the way, you are, um, you're not the only one. So, you had Daniel Logan, uh huh. Um, I had David uh, Cheung, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Anyways, Mm -hmm. he was on Andor. Oh, um, he was one of the security police officers from um, that, that group of. Uh, police enforcement or whatever that was chasing after Andor and mm-hmm. I think episode three, he was one of those guys. Uh, but anyways, he liked one of my photos on Instagram. Look, yeah, look at um, that. yep, and he now follows me. So now me and Danny That's both awesome. are Instagram famous. <laughs> yeah, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Even though we, I Chase and I post controversial, uh, mostly me, controversial multiverse photos. <laughs> You never know, man. Just follow your passion, and then. Like I've said, Danny does really good comic book photos. I do Thank really you. good do custom photos. It. He does. He really does. And then we um, got to do one together. Yeah, I have recently uh, made three custom Mandalorians. Oh, well, um, dude, check dude, those I, out on my Instagram. Those things are sick. What he's got. Like I'm not just because <clears throat> I'm fan. Like he actually puts in the work. Chase, Chase hits the lab and gets the job done. Yeah, and see, I don't like to. I don't like to work on a figure unless I'm in a mood. To yeah. do so because then it turns out great. But that's each one of these, <laughs> each one of like George Lee, yeah, you know, just, uh, yeah. On each, a box and, uh, check for daddy. <laughs> yeah, all I need is an idea. Uh, but each Mandalorian takes me about an hour and a half to two hours to make. So. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Um, but the green and yellow one, I didn't realize it, but um, that's my Green Bay Packer Mandalorian. Green Bay, <laughs> <laughs> for you football fans out there. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's fun. So check me out on Instagram at Galactic underscore Customs, and check uh-huh. Danny out on Instagram at DCRZ Boy underscore Photos. I just released a new photo of my little project with Spider Man. Let's hope you like it. Obviously, it's the one featuring Tobey Maguire. Who else? But there's more to come, and definitely other projects in the future. So stay tuned and, and come check it out. And um, Indiana Jones photos incoming Ooh. for me. Ooh. Now that I have this new figure, um, definitely going to be taking some photos with it. Mm. But uh, I think that's all we got for this week of Rodian Radio. Join us back next week if scheduling allows us to. Yep. Um, find us anywhere on Instagram. Check out our YouTube videos. Um, if you would like to send us any topics to talk about or questions or just any kind of topics for us to talk about, send that over on our direct message at Instagram or either send us an email at rodianradiopc at gmail.com. Uh, but until next time, closing words. Just want to say thank you, everybody, for you know stopping by and listening to us. We really do appreciate it. You know, I, I'm glad that you guys you know, hopefully like our shenanigans. And, you know, we're all Star Wars fans. We're all here together. We all, we all want, you know, Star Wars to succeed and forever prosper. We just like to give our opinions on things, you know, and uh, pretty much, you know, we've 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 been watching stars very closely for many, many years. So we just try to give two everybody... decades for me, buddy. <laughs> we just try to give them a little heads up for disappointment or excitement in terms of what we see. So, yep. But other than that, you know, hope everybody has a great day wherever you are. Yep. And another thing is we don't claim to be know-it-alls, but no. we are pretty prevalent with the action figure and collectible community. Yes. And we are more than welcome to help anybody out with any kind of questions that they have. Absolutely.
because we want you to have the best experience in collecting and we know where to find stuff, where mm-hmm. not to look, how much to spend, if it's worth it. All you got to do is ask. We're here to help. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't be sure to ask me or Chase. You know, it's Chase Instagram and mine. It's DCRZ boy underscore photos. Don't don't um don't be shy to ask any questions, whether it's photo photography or Star Wars or just anything in general. You know, I'm always down to talk to anybody. You know, and just like you know, just get to know them, man. You know, just you know, just create a bigger community. You know, create that's uh that's how me and you met. Community. Yeah, exactly. I remember this yeah, guy was on my photos. You know, I was I was like, oh, nice this guy. I was like, this guy's got a podcast. I was like, let me let me let me do one with him. And then I was like, wow. Well, and then the rest is history. Yep. Did you ever think? We would I never be this thought close? I, I would. Yeah, I did not. I never thought I'd be on a on a podcast. Not gonna lie, like, and talk about Star Wars. So it, like, I have spoken. Yep, I have spoken. Yeah, I never, I never, uh, I never thought me and you would be uh, brothers at this point. I know, right? But um, hopefully, if time allows, we'll be able to hit up a convention or two in person right. together. We should, we should. But uh, with that being said, um, that's all we've got for this episode of Rodian Radio. Um, like we said before, we have spoken. Until next time, may the force be with you on Rodian Radio. I am your host, Chase. And this is Danny. <laughs>